Oh, I should have brought my computer out. Yeah, you hold, are you holding the phone or you got it propped up? I'm holding. You know, I should probably go in the house and use my computer, but I was hoping I would be able to do it out here. You can't bring can, your computer you, out there? Yeah, I can. Hang on. Let me. I'm going to log on on the computer. Tanya. Of course, we have my co-host Suave. How are you today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Just got done celebrating a good birthday um, yeah, yesterday. So Happy birthday again. Mine is next week, so I'm excited. Yeah, um, we have, you, all the liquor, you bringing the liquor to the party, right? <laughs> I I'm wish. Fly, I wait I'm flying up to Detroit just so I can drink, okay? I wish. <laughs> I'll take the flight right now, though. <laughs> Okay, and then we have um, our co-host today, Erica. Um, and Suave, um, this is actually a personal friend of yours, so I'm going to have you kind of um, take the lead today and introduce her so that we can make sure we're bringing awareness to her business and what she does. Well, today we have a very special guest. Um, she's a good friend of mine, good colleague, been knowing her for many years. We used to actually work together. Um, very talented. When I say right out the gate, young lady is like super talented in so many different things you know and uh so i like to take the time out to introduce y'all to my good friend erica johnson and her company e-partners marketing how you doing erica i'm doing great james happy birthday again thank you Mom. thank you thank you thank and tanya happy birthday to you next week thank <laughs> you thank you well once you tell us a little bit about yourself erica um and, and you know a little bit about what you do. I think today we're going to be focusing on doing, you know, marketing and what's going on with the COVID, you know, COVID-19 virus. A lot of companies have gone out of business. Some are transitioning to just doing things at home. Uh, from what I understand, like Twitter has invited all of their employees to work from home from now on. So that's, that's going to kind of change the game in the industry for a lot of businesses because now their overhead is not going to be so high because most of their employees are going to be working at home. And how do you think that impacts companies like yourself or the business that you do in the line of marketing? So I help business owners, small, medium, and a few large, but basically small business owners, I help them with marketing, design, and public relations. It's me and my business partner, Anaya. She's not here tonight, but hopefully y'all will meet her soon. I do more of the marketing and design. She does more of the public relations and social media management. And so we try to do an all-in-one shop for clients. Um, so website design, brand design, uh, social media graphics, social media management, curation, and then a little bit of video marketing, but we don't do the videography. We do more of like giving them the strategy behind what videos they're gonna make. But long story short, Coming to the topic that we're talking about tonight, it's, I'm not going to say a great time, <laughs> but it's a good time right. for businesses to actually embrace digital marketing because they can't have face-to-face -face meetings. They can't have face-to-face -face fittings. I know you all have fierce passions, your clothing store. So people can't go in person to try on the dresses or the tops. 
So you really have to, during this time, you have to get creative with how you market to them. So showing up on live and showing them what the dress actually looks like on, that helps them get a feeling for, is this going to look right on me? So yeah, that's what people are doing right now. And it's a great time for them to really embrace new audiences. Do you feel like the industry has had a major impact with the COVID-19 with a lot of people that had jobs before that now find themselves jobless, having to get more creative. You know, I know online for me, cause I do websites as well. And that's something that um, Eric and I both share together that we both are, you know, kind of online marketers. Mm -hmm. I saw my, you know, and, and I hate to say it like this, you know, COVID-19 is a really bad thing, but it was a good thing business-wise for me because it picked up where a lot of, you know, people are now like, hey, I need an online business. I need something. I'm getting phone calls. Hey, can you build me a website? You know, we've got a graphic. So in that aspect, it kind of worked, worked in my favor. Um, but I see a lot of companies may, may be doing a lot of this, you know, not just the average homeowner, but I think other companies that were not, that didn't have a major online presence before, I think now they're kind of really considering that as a new, way of doing things what do you what do you guys think about that yes I definitely think so um and just to piggyback off Erica I really love how you said that you guys do a just a one-stop shop um I think that's going to be really important um especially in the times that we're in to have one business that you can go to for you know your online business and have everything the social media the marketing like that's going to be so convenient um so I think that's going to be really important and, you know, in my, my daytime job, I, um, I work in the pharmaceutical industry. We just had a Zoom meeting today, company-wide, and it was to figure out how we're going to get that face-to-face -face contact moving forward. If we never get to go, you know, in these offices again, if the world as we know it never goes back to the, the norm, um, what are we going to do moving forward? And, you know, of course, it was a lot of ideas thrown out, the Zoom meetings, letters, things like that. But it's, it's, it's something like it, the world is definitely changing. And I think that anyone who um, takes advantage of that um, and invests in that is really going to be um, very financially secure in the future. I would say I agree with both of you. And um, some creative ways that you could still meet with clients face-to-face -face is there's a Chrome extension called Vidyard. It's free to use. So you can make short video clips saying, you know, good morning, Dr. Such and Such, just dropping in to see how you're doing. That's a um, great idea. Or you can say, um, good afternoon, Dr. Such and Such. We noticed your supplies for X, Y, and Z were getting low. Just wondering if you're ready to put in your order before it's time or I don't know exactly what pharmaceuticals yeah. you are you're dealing with but yeah no oh, that's a great really way you can use video to your advantage and what, and you're was gonna stand out. what was that called again vid yard b-i-d-y-a-r-d and it's a free it's chrome extension and there's other chrome extensions like it so vid yard for sure for short videos and then of course zoom is great if you're going to have a meeting with them you know between five and 15, or not 15, between five and 45 minutes before Zoom kicks you off and says you need to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> but yeah, um, video marketing is going to help you stand out because a lot of your competition, they're going to be hitting them on LinkedIn with the generic, oh, let's talk, let's meet. And it's like, we can't meet, we can't talk. But right. yeah, I'm saying you're, all your competition is going to be in their inbox on LinkedIn, hitting them up with Zoom invites. Whereas if you just hit them in their personal inbox, 
with a cute video saying you remember them or you're just checking in, you're, you know, being genuine, they're going to remember you. Wow. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Erica, in, in, in your line of business, in the marketing, one of the things that I, I've noticed, and I think even Tanya knows this, that online, you know, people always thought of online as a really good way to market, but now people are actually seeing this as a global way to market. Because of the COVID virus, you know, people are able to expand out their businesses beyond just their local areas or their cities. You know, now, you know, because of the internet, you can do business all over the world you got almost an unlimited supply of clientele that you can go after as well as with traditional marketing in your city, you know, you relying on radio ads, um, you know, magazines, you know, something that costs a whole lot of money to do now has the internet has kind of equalized that. And I think the COVID-19 is what, you know, has kind of let people know, Hey, can't go outside the box. We can go out the bigger fish. We don't have to just stay in our one little area, which is, you know, kind of sort of like what what we're doing, you know, with our company. And I know Erica had asked me a question earlier. She was saying about us being, you know, on online business. What was the question you were saying earlier? I was saying, how has COVID-19 impacted your fashion business? Because I've read how with fashion businesses, online boutiques such as your own, that it has made it explode. And I noticed one of your specials was free shipping, which everyone is at home right now. So I was wondering from you two, having a fashion brand online, how COVID affected your business? Well, not only do we have one online, we also have um, a store that we are a vendor for. So wow. that part of the business has absolutely, you know, gone down because the doors are shut. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we had to come up with creative, um, creative sales and um, initiatives so that it'll bring customers to the website. So I think that once customers get to our site, um, you know, they're going to buy, but it's just getting them there. So that marketing piece. So Erica, I know that you specialize in marketing. What are some of the um, tips that you could give some of our viewers as far as um, people wanting to opening up stores or if they already have an online store or a boutique or, you know, even the mask. I know so many people now they have um, masks that they're selling. What kind of marketing tips um, could you give them to kind of boost their, their business? I would say focus on where your customer is. Whether your competition is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, tick, me and James are talking a little bit, or Swab, we're talking a little bit about TikTok. Yes. Focus on where your customer is. The woman that shops at Pierce Passion, which social media account is she, in, is she at? And I'll tell you a little tidbit that you can use. With, where does she hang out? Does she hang out on Instagram or Facebook more? Uh, definitely Instagram. So on Instagram, I have a resource about IGTV. So you would want to embrace IGTV. When you get a new arrival and if you get samples sent to you that are going to be put on the website, I would say try to model them on yourself or have someone that resembles your target market. I know it's kind of hard right now because everyone's social distancing, but just putting it on yourself and then seeing it on a video such as IGTV or just a minute clip on your feed that's yes. going to draw more attention. And I would say for any business that's going online, embracing video sooner rather than later is how you're going to build that trust. Video is instant trust because I can't put a filter on here. Yeah. I can't re-record. I mean, I could re-record, but I can't be someone else. I am who I am. I'm a real person. You see me breathing. I'm not catfishing. So it's instant trust. Pictures, that could be anybody. Those could be from anywhere, you know? Um, 
so yeah, I would say embracing video is going to help you build that instant trust with people and then actually being able to, because when you're selling online, they can, they have to feel with their eyes mm-hmm. and it's hard to evoke that emotion that, oh my God, I have to have that dress. I have to have that top. So you have to use as many visual cues as you can, as many pictures as you can, different angles of the dresses, different styles of the dresses, different ways they can wear the dress. I know you're like, it's a dress. Well, show them different ways they can wear it. Absolutely. <laughs> different necklaces, yeah. different earrings, different um, sweaters, different, you know, um, not shawls, we don't wear shawls, but like jean vest or yeah. maybe different shoes with it, maybe a belt with it, maybe not a belt with it, you know, different hairstyles that she wears with it, you know, with that dress. That way she can take it from day to night or the weekend or when she goes on a trip, blah, blah, blah. You have to create the fantasy through their eyes. And I used to sell clothes years ago. I love Norton, that. So. <laughs> yeah. Create the fantasy through their eyes. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's a hot. That's hot. Actually, I, I really like that, creating the fantasy through the eyes. Because, you know, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think, you know, when I go out, you know, I'm an electronics guru. So everything I try to get is based around electronics. But... At the same time, I do a lot of online shopping. I go to Amazon and, you know, first thing I do is if I see the product, I'm copying the title and I'm throwing it in YouTube because I want to see somebody just yeah. doing it and actually doing something with it so I can see how this product works. And that's usually the motivating factor or the deciding factor for me to go and purchase is I throw it in YouTube and I'm like, oh, that's how it works. Okay. Yeah, or I'm like, oh, man, that's horrible. They're giving it a horrible <laughs> review. Okay, I'm not going to spend my money on this. So that's the deciding factor for me. And and you're right, it's the visual that did it. I, I can look at the Amazon all day, see everything it's talking about, what it does, but I really want to see real-world action, how it actually fu- functions, and that's how I base my decisions. Now, now, everybody might not be like that, but I definitely think at least 50, 50% or more people are visual people they see it they can visualize it they can see themselves in it and i think that works so that's a good point that you made about that you know fantasy i love it i'm thinking too the other part of that because you brought up testimonials so i would say you know any customers that have purchased with you reaching out to them and maybe offering them you know 10 percent off or 15 percent off not to bribe them to leave a review, but just to rem- just to give them appreciation, saying, you know, hey, we appreciate your business, sending them an email coupon or a text message coupon or a DM coupon, whatever. But then encouraging them saying, you know, hey, we noticed you bought, you know, three of these dresses. Could you please leave a review for other customers to know how it works? And if you send a picture, then blah, blah, blah. You know, there's different tactics people use, but I would say that as well. Testimonials are huge. So if you have user-generated content, we're on Instagram. You had a girl do an Instagram story um, and you didn't prompt her to, but then she tagged you, share that. Because then that attracts more people to your brand. Share it on your feed. It attracts more people to your brand. And um, hashtags is huge (laughs) on Instagram. Hashtags, yeah. Yeah. I've definitely noticed um, on some of our posts when you use hashtags, it could like double the amount of views and the, the amount of likes. So I think hashtags are really important. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to be devil's advocate for a moment. Um, real quick, just, just so I can ask this question. Yeah. Do y'all feel in an in a oversaturated market, what do you feel are some of the best ways, like, you know, even in the line of what we do in fashion, it's a ton of fashion sites out there like 
how do you make yourself stand out when you have, you know, when you're competing with the likes of like Fashion Nova, Fuego, and all these other big company sites that got major resources to get themselves out, you know, supermodels, superstars, and actors, and all that mm-hmm. repping them, and you're the average company coming in. What do you feel is the best way to 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 make yourself relative amongst those giants? That is a great question. A very great question. Erica, do you have an answer for that? Because we're still <laughs> <figuring> it out. <laughs> I'm saying I have two people in mind, two girls out of LA. One is She's So Fly, and then the other one's Nicole Lionel. They have created empires. Now, it's funny, they used to be business partners. Now they're completely separate entities, but they have created fashion empires. And if you go to their Instagrams, every single day, they show themselves in their outfit. Every single day, they show themselves in their hair. I mean, yeah, one of them has a skincare and a haircare line, right? Mm-hmm. They are their own models. They have other models that, you know, are in their um, team, but they have created empires where if they release an outfit and they only have 50 available or 25 available, the women are buying it in minutes. Wow. Um, I don't know if y'all read the story about the girl. She's 20 years old. She made a million dollars in eight minutes in skincare industry uh, a few weeks ago, black girl. And um, I said that to say she's in a saturated market, but guess how she does how, and yes, I admit she did this last year. She had some celebrity pool, but those first three years before she had celebrity pool, um, it's how she was down to earth. She connected with her audience. She didn't alienate her audience. So I would say how to stand out as you connect with your audience. Now those two girls out of LA, they're, they kind of created the fantasy through the eyes. One of them, their body type is like not stick figure. They have curvy bodies. They're very cute girls. Their hair is always done. Their nails are done. You know, when they have their pictures, their photo sheets are bomb, but then their behind the scenes is bomb too. Even though they recorded with their phone, it wasn't a professional production, but they let their audience in and got them, let them know them. That's what I would say. So that's how you could stand out and compete amongst these other people. You let them get to know you. You know, what is the vision behind Fierce Passion? What does the name Fierce Passion mean? Showing behind the scenes of maybe if you do drop shipping, maybe you can't show them orders, but you show them, you know, behind the scenes, how you curate the different fabrics. Um, I just want to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Fierce Passion and Camera Eye Photography of Film. When she's putting together the collection for the next season, She'll show them a mood board of the different looks they're thinking. That way they think they're part of the process, even though we both know they're not. But (laughs) giving them that feeling that they're a part of it. And you can pull, give them polls like once a month through Instagram stories. You can give little stickers saying, you know, do you like this dress or this dress? Do you like this color or that color? And people do that a lot. So I would say letting them getting to know, letting your audience get to know you connecting with them and then letting them feel like they're part of the process, showing behind the scenes. Even in my own business, that's what I've done for years. I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know video marketing was a thing. I just, I was designing and I had my phone and it was like, okay, I want to show people what I'm doing. It was funny because afterwards it was, you know, you get analytical. You're like, well, should I be doing it like such and such? You kind of look around, but no, I had to get back to my roots of showing them what's on my computer and then people started getting attracted to me again. And mm-hmm. in stories, I talk to them. I tell them about my day. I don't get too personal, but 
I tell them wins or whatever, but yeah, letting them connect with you, that's going to help your brand get elevated. Because at the end of the day, and I have a post on Instagram about this, you have no competition. Your competition is yourself. I love that. Yeah. That's a good model. I actually like what you said about the Instagram stories. I think those little short clips, because I know it was when I did something for FP radio station, our radio station, I just, I was just vibing, you know, one morning. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try this for the first time. I had never done Facebook stories a day in my life. I was like, mm -hmm. nobody's going to see me. So I literally just grabbed my phone, got on there, and I was just, I was rocking out to some guy that just submitted a song to the radio station. And I was like, hey, man, you know, getting up in the morning was a gospel song. And I was like, yeah, ask the Lord to cover you. I pray for you guys out there. And when I put it out, man, I got like over 100 and some hits. And I'm sitting over like, wow, yeah. <laughs> just that yeah. fast. And I was like, you know. And that's, and that's the secret with stories. More people see your stories than your posts. Your posts. Wink, wink. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, just uh, switch subjects to a more serious side real quick. And I know Erica, I sent Erica some stuff uh -huh. about it. We touched on it um, a while back with our up update about Aubrey. But I also sent something out to Erica today when we was talking about um, about black dollars. Somebody sent it to me on social media. And they were saying that the next time a person of color gets shot or killed or something like that, that everybody that's of color should strike that day and not spend any money economically. And I thought about it and they said the country used would lose in that one day, they will lose billions of dollars in that one day. If everybody of color said, if anybody else gets shot, they, and I'm not saying that it probably might not happen with everybody doing it, but just thinking about the buying power and everybody like Lim, uh, uh, one of our former calls, Lim, he said that, that the black dollar is the most expensive, you know, has the most power out of anything. Absolutely. And how, how do you feel about that, Erica, from when we talked about it? I think that's huge. I think they probably underestimated. I think we spend even more money than that mm -hmm. um, in a day, being honest. Especially if you think about it, you know, we're 20% of the American population, but we're 80% of their profit. I think that's really why they reopened, even though we're the ones dying, like not from gun violence, we're the ones dying from this freaking pandemic. But you yes. notice they open the economy. Mm -hmm. So that's dangerous. They know we love the shop. They know we're going to go to the stores. They know we're trying we're to sell on the next person or whatever. They know we have to get our hair done. They know we have to get our nails done. So they know that we're so insecure and vulnerable. And they made us that way. But that's a whole other story for another day. Long yes. story <laughs> Yes. If we were to stop doing any sort of commerce on that day, oh, my gosh, that would be a collapse. It would take them months to recover from that one day of loss. I agree. And I, I wish that we would all get together and actually do that. But I don't know if 
you know, we, we say a lot of stuff, <laughs> a lot of great ideas, and they'll definitely work. But I just, I wish I could see it. I don't see everyone standing together and doing it. You know, I think the main reason why is because, like I, like I said, one of our topics last time is the mind frame. Our mind frame has to change for us to realize how valuable we are. You know, mm-hmm. when you've been told so much that you're worth nothing, uh, you know, you even it. even on the black side of the community, you know, mm-hmm. everything associated with black is always associated as bad. You know that, and yeah. that's. That's that's the biggest thing is the mind frame. You know, black is this, black is that. Oh, they're black. Black community. You ride. You always know when you're riding in the black community. As soon as you hit the train, most times the white and the black community are separated by train tracks. As soon as you cross over those train tracks, you can look. When you see chicken and waffles next to the gas station, yep, you're in the black community. <laughs> you know, you see a gun shop, a pawn shop on every corner. You're in the black community. So it and one of the general things that my mom and I was talking about, we were saying the reason why a lot of our power is suppressed is because of the way that our value system, when you go in a black community, you see it looks run down. You go in a white community, everything looks brand new. The yards are cut. You know, we, we got to start valuing our own stuff to make our communities go up. And that all goes in the mind frame. You know, you walk in some black communities, you get beer bottles and trash all over the place. Nobody, you know, goes out and clean it up. In my community, I literally go outside. If I see trash on the road or whatever or that's in my community, I go out there and pick it up and put it in the trash can. Because I don't want my community looking like it's run down. And that's, you know, and that's what's helped our community stay up. I'm in a homeowners association, so they, they make sure you get fined. You leave stuff on the porch. They're not playing that. But I think that's a good thing because it helps you, you know, take pride in what you have, you know. And 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 that's why a lot of black businesses, like you know, on my side of town, gas prices are so high because mm-hmm. they have to carry insurance because they're afraid of getting robbed. So it's that's why the prices are a lot high. I go on the south side of town, man. I get we our gas might be a, a two dollars over here. You go on the south side, a dollar thirty five. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just that much. So it's really it's really about the mind frame. I think if the mind frame changes. And we start seeing ourselves as more of a, a commodity than uh, a liability. I, I believe a lot of things have changed. So I agree with what you're saying, Tanya. It, it you know, reason why it may not happen is because the mind frame is all over the place. Mm-hmm. But if it does happen, if it could happen, and I do think that there's more people getting involved, and I do think that this, um, you know, this generation, it's starting to kind of you know, see the social issues. And if we could stand together and make that happen, it would be huge. I mean, it would be huge. And I always think about how, um, you know, the civil rights movements, when they did right. the, the bus boycott, you know, they, they stopped using it all together. They walked and, you know, look what happened. Laws changed and, you know, life as they knew it completely changed because they stood by, they stood by each other. They stood together. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. I agree with both of you. Um, I've lived in Jacksonville for 28 years. I lived in Orlando for two years. I lived in Miami for a few months and during an internship. I went to school in Orlando. But coming back to Jacksonville and having been here seven or eight years, I feel like sometimes when you talk about mindset, the mindset is just crazy um, between the different cities in Florida. 
in Jacksonville, I feel like there's still very much a crab mindset. It's not a let's help each other out. They're trying to tear each other down. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, like you're saying, you know, why can't we help each other? Like we can sit around in theory and say, you know, hey, let's not shop this day because this happened. But there's always, there's all like, like Tanya was saying, you know, I wish we could all come together. There's always going to be that percentage of us. I don't know if you all have heard this phrase, not all skin folk are kin folk. Right. I've heard They're that not going to participate in the cause for whatever reason, um, yes. which is crazy. And then I don't know if you all have heard this either, where we have a new um, mindset of a part of the generation, the new generation that, they're like, why do I have to support black business? I don't have to support black business if I don't want to. And it's like, they have no like idea about um, like what came before us, like black wall street or right. Walker or anyone from that yes. era. Like they don't get it and they don't want to know. <laughs> it was just scary. They don't, they have like no respect at all. But anyways. Absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> my, my pet peeve is when people, you know, they maybe they have a bad experience at a black business and they get on social media and they blast it. Oh, you, you know, you wonder why we don't support black businesses. And I'm like, you, this is a black person saying this. Do you do mm -hmm. that to white establishments? Because they're mm -hmm. out there. I, you know, they're, they can be just as rude, but you yeah. don't get on social media and bring them down. And I absolutely hate it. And I, I do think we have opportunity as a people, but as just, and when people, when I say people, I mean, as humans, we could all be nice. They're not just, you know, you go into a black business and it's, you know, that's why I don't support it. We will never grow like that. I absolutely hate it. Well, like I said, it's, it's about the mentality. Cause I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100% real. I, you know, I still on the North side of Jacksonville, which they consider the, the, the ghetto side of Jacksonville mm -hmm. versus the South side. And I, you know, I definitely notice a difference in like, even when, if I go to a fast food restaurant, it's the mentality that, that you know, that some of the younger generation, and I ain't going to say just even them, even the older generation, man, the customer service is like absent, you know, yeah. they have attitudes, you drive up, they have an attitude, you know, but when I go on the South side and, you know, I'm in a more predominantly white community, they're which even with me being black, they're like, yes, sir. No, sir. Oh, can I get this? Get, you know, it, it's just a different type mind frame of how they operate, which that's what kind of runs people away from black owned businesses. They think they're going to get that same mentality Everywhere. from that business, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that makes them say, well, you know what? I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to go over on the other side of town where they, it looks better. They act better, you know, even though they may be, you know, don't want you there. They want your money. So they're going to act accordingly to get Absolutely. your money. <laughs> we are like, man, screw your money. I don't care. I don't like my job anyway. <laughs> so that's usually the mentality. And that's, that, that's, that's the sad part about it. And that's why I say that goes down to the mentality, not having pride in what you do, not having pride mm -hmm. in, in your community and everything. And until that actually changes, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna see that benefit. That's why I like when the movie Black Panther came out, and I saw how many people dressed up in traditional African wear to go yeah. to the movies to represent. I liked it because of it. It made a statement. It showed a, a a predominantly well, all really black community, even though you know as being one of the most technologically advanced communities, high class. They didn't do anything ghetto. It just showed us in a whole different light 
than from what we're used to. Thugs yeah. in the street, robbing people and all that. No, we're educated, we're creators, we're inventors. It, you know, a lot of stuff that's been out there now, people don't realize, like, even in the car industry, half of the stuff that they got in the cars now came from black communities, putting TVs in the back of the headrest, putting sound yeah. systems, all that stuff came from blacks. We started tricking cars out, but what the white, you know, the, the white corporations, they did, they, they decided, wow, this actually can enhance and make us money. So they took the exact idea of what we did and then incorporated and made it into a business, and now we're going to mold our cars out of it. But the ideas came from blacks and Mexicans, even with the rims, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. that, I but, think we really have to get back to doing, changing our mentality to, to I, fit. I agree. I do think that we definitely have opportunity. Um, just speaking on black people when it comes to things like customer service and our attitude. But I don't, I still think that, I don't know if that's necessarily just a race issue. I think that that's, again, just a human issue. And you know how we stop that in the black community? It needs, it has to be more mentors out there. I remember, you know, I when I first graduated college and I began working in corporate America and, you know, I, I never had an attitude. I think I've always been a sweet person, but I was, I was aggressive. I was working in a, um, you know, it was a predominantly white business and I felt, and it was mostly men, I felt like I needed to prove something. So, you know, and I, I wouldn't say I had an attitude, but I may have come off, you know, a little aggressive or, you know, like, what's her problem? Um, and my boss told me, he he put me aside and he was a white guy and he's like, listen, you know, you have a lot of talent. You're very professional. You're going to go far. But some things you have to let go because when you get their money, you win. And that has stuck with me since then because I'm like, you're right. If I'm mean to this person or not necessarily mean, but if I feel like I have to prove something and I, you know, I'm going off and I have attitude, they're not going to come back and give me their money. But if I let them be an asshole and I still take care of them, they're going to come right back to me and I'm going to get their money. Um, And I think that's something that I needed to hear, you know, and I think a lot of people need to, and maybe not necessarily um, that particular situation, but a lot of people, a lot of, um, you know, I was just say younger black people, they need to hear that. They need someone to pull them aside, not shout it on social media, but pull them aside and say, listen, can I talk to you? Can I be honest with you? I mean, I think that'll, it'll help. I love that. I do. I love that idea. Because that's something my parents have tried to mentor me through. I have some client situations. And James, or Small, too. <laughs> There's some client situations I had. And it was like, whoa. <laughs> like you said, getting to the money is yes. the goal. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I think it's about all the ways how you handle it. I mean, I think your boss is right. He said, instead of you being, instead of you having, need more time, you're less loquitious. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so I definitely agree. At this juncture, um, I, a few more times for it to stick, but it it eventually stuck. Yeah, eventually stuck. Yeah, Can so y'all say right. hi to Instagram? Hi. Hi. Hi Instagram. Instagram, Erica. My so it's my business Instagram, E Partners Marketing, and then I'll tag y'all when I share it on my personal Instagram. And then my personal Instagram is Erica Raybon, E-R-I-C-A-R-A-B-O-N. But my first one's ePartners Market. I think I'm following you. I'm, I think I'm following Fierce Passion. Let me make sure. Okay. You said Erica Raven, R-A-B-O-N. 
R A V O N. Yes, I have a ghetto middle name. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I said that on my Instagram because my whole name is Erica Johnson, you know, like a white girl. Oh, here it name, is. Right? But then that middle name is like. <laughs> and then your, oh, E Partners Marketing is your business. Okay. Right. Yes. All y'all out there, make sure that y'all 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 link up Erica, man. You partners marketing. Trust yes, me when I tell you the young lady is super talented. If you're trying to get your business off the ground, whether it be from from marketing, from graphics, from websites, she's simply amazing. I've worked with her. I know a lot of clientele that have worked with her and 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 promise you, man, she has all great reviews. So, you know, I'm gonna leave links down below for you guys to be able to get in contact with her if you're trying to get your business off the ground and you need, you, you need, honestly, you need that. I'm just be real with you. If you don't have your marketing game on point, your online game on point, you're not going to succeed in today's world. It's just no Absolutely. way possible. You know, your pockets are not, unless you kicking billions of dollars and if you got that kind of money, you can talk to Bill Gates and everybody else, but you need your marketing <laughs> on point. So definitely make sure you check out ePartners Marketing. We're going to leave links down below. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button down below as well so y'all can keep on top of with talking with Tanya. Um, you know, I, I've, I've had absolute fun tonight having Me having my, my homegirl on. You know what I'm saying? I hope this is not your last pleasure. time coming through. No, it won't be. And I'm hoping to have you both as guests on my podcast that I'm hoping to launch, if not June, then maybe July. It's going to be called That's Corporate cool. Cliche. Ah. So I would love for you all to come on and talk about fierce passion. But then also, you know, Tanya, if you want to talk about how people could get into pharmaceutical industry and then Suave, if you want to talk about your website design services or also if how artists could be interviewed or work with you on that side, you know, I would love for you all to be guests on there um, and share your experiences with my audience. Now, also, I have a free gift for your listeners. Um, so an IGTV guide, if you're thinking about getting started in IGTV, um, which is free to use on Instagram, you don't have to pay for it right now. So you know how Mark Zuckerberg yeah. gets everything paid for. So right now it's free. So I give you a free guide and then 20 video ideas to get started. And then you can use those same principles for YouTube too. So that's my free gift to your audience. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to leave links down there below. As a matter of fact, you're going to see it. I'm going to show it at the end um, along with ePartners Marketing, all of the information. So if you guys don't like to read you can see it on the screen we're gonna make sure that we put it up there and um so i asked erica you got anything you want to say to the audience before we close out well, tonight um, you can put the personal instagram also on there yeah sure, yeah you can <laughs> and erica i just follow both so i'm looking okay. forward to learning some new things it was a pleasure yes. and i have a youtube channel too where i give a lot of tutorials and resources but yeah i'll i'll be sure to um give you the links for that but um i enjoyed meeting you tanya and it's been a pleasure. I'm so excited to be working with you all on this, you know, podcast. Yeah. Like I said, I'm hoping to interview y'all for my podcast. And Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. Definitely. And uh, T, you want to tell them about the, what, the direction of our shop FP is going to go? Yes. Are we going to do it now? Um, oh, you want to do it later? No, we can. We can do it now. Um, okay. So... After being in business for about three years, I would say, it's been about three years, um, a lot of ups and downs, and we learned a lot, and we know what our um, 
we know how we make our money. We know what our niche is and it's, it's dresses and what we're lacking in is plus size. So we are now going to offer, um, we're going to specialize in a variety of different types of dresses for all occasions. And we'll still have, you know, maybe uh, rompers or um, maybe even some sets, but what our focus will be now, um, it'll be dresses. And we'll also have um, plus sizes as well. And so a lot of a lot of times, you know, you may see a cute dress and you're a plus size woman and you go to it and it's like small, medium, large. So now you'll see small, medium, large, 1X, 2X, 3X. Um, and I think that's very important. You want to... You want to be able to go to a shop, go to a boutique, and see your size. So I don't want to limit um, our clothing to just small, medium, and large. I think that was really important um, for us to make that change. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know, some of the stuff sells really good, and then some of it we just have to kind of clearance out and wait until it sells. And, you know, I think we need to focus on what we're great at. And then once we, um, you know, perfect what we're great at and we learn from that, um, then maybe we'll add in something else that we'll specialize in. But I think that this is going to be a huge impact to our business in a positive way. I'm excited about it, um, you know, for you to be able to know that Fierce Passions is my go-to for dresses. I mean, I'm I, like I said, I'm excited about it for for every occasion. I think it's going to be great. I want to be your go-to, and I think that um, I think that our changes is is going to be positive. So, Do you take Apple Pay through your shop online? I'm sorry, hold on, it's a bug. <laughs> <laughs> it a bug want to be on the show too. <laughs> I do see y'all do take Apple Pay. Okay. Yeah, we do. You can buy now, pay later. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to spend your money right away. You know, I think a thing froze on me. <laughs> y'all have some stuff I like. I really like stuff. I have no clue what size that would be, but I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. Yep. I think, the, I think the bug done ran off. Hey, I apologize. I think the bug got, got Tanya. So, we're going to end the show by saying, hey, uh, thank you, our audience, for coming in. Erica, thank you for being a special guest tonight for us. Once again, y'all make sure y'all check out Erica Johnson. Oh, they go Bella. That's the, that's the future marketer. She's already getting it. <laughs> and thank you, Erica, for going on. We're going to make sure that we tell everybody, look down below. We're going to leave all of her information down below. So I'm telling you personally, if you're really trying to get your business off the ground, y'all need to hit her up ASAP. She can make a big difference in your business. Thank you, James. Thank you. You're welcome. Y'all have a good, good night. night. All right. Bye bye.